Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. settles down in the Thomas household. Although it's been so hot outside. It is so I've got ice in the back of my shirt right now. Do you really? Yeah, an ice pack. I'm burning up. I'm hoping it cools me off. Oh, what a day. I was outside what? for one hour and I was not having it. And then I came home and you had the door locked and I was so annoyed. <laughs> like it may have been a thirty thirty seconds extra outside, but Your dress was had some sweat on it. I'm sure it looked lovely. <laughs> I'll have to rewash that. Oh. This is why we shouldn't start school until after Labor Day. Until winter. <laughs> it's so hot. I mean, our snow days even still going to be a thing? No. Mm-mm. Damn it. Global warming. I get into teaching, and, and then yeah. here's where we go. <laughs> I know we give Seth Thatcher a rough way to go. We... That's all you, man. That's you, too. No. You you feed me the ideas. You don't want to take credit for them. No. But shout out to his wife. She's she's the newest teacher. I thought I would be the next teacher in our group, but Colby stepped up, so yep. props to her. She start, Did she start this week, I assume? I didn't get that far in the conversation. <laughs> I think so. You're next. It'll be a while. I mean, it's between, like... You were Lacey Lewis. <laughs> Jesus. Watch. <laughs> Sorry, I'm tickled. <laughs> Are you speechless now? Just thinking <laughs> Just of that? me thinking about him being a teacher. <laughs> Although the reaction to people when I tell them that that's what I'm going to do. Similar. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. They think I'm joking. Well, a lot of people, when I tell them that are teachers, and they're like, he sees you at work. Like, he knows what this is like, right? And I'm like, yep. Just can't stop that passion. Could be. Don't knock my, don't knock I'm the hustle. I'm not. I'm not. You got your I believe statements turned in this week? Last week. Last week. This week I did, uh, I got 100 on my quizzes this week. So proud of you. Meanwhile, I'm turning in. Today I turned in a training that I was supposed to have turned in end of July. So... Guys, I'm rocking it. <laughs> I'm barely hanging on by a thread. And this fool over here wants to jump into this game. I'm a game changer. Oh, okay. Just know that. Got it. Got it. The change agent. We're waiting on you. 
So, yeah, my first full week of school was uneventful. Like, and I don't know. I have a week's experience. So, yeah. I don't, I mean, I'm not counting this as to be the norm, but if this is what all online classes are like, and I'm pretty sure it is, <laughs> I think I'll be all right. You got this. Yeah. Meanwhile, my week, I saw a meme today that said the first week of school is like trying to explain what the color four smells like. It's that chaotic. I kind of resonate with that. Can't even explain how some things go and building routines in the middle of my my issue is I expected normal and I went in like full blown thinking like normal, normal, just a normal, regular. Say normal one more time normal um you know maybe we wear some masks and we like don't do everything you know lunch is a little different but nope we still got a lot going on that doesn't make it easy so listen this world's crazy right now it is it's fine it's all fine the little dog drinking coffee with the house on fire it's all fine just getting your zen spot i don't know Harlan had his first full week of school. Yay. And listen, he is my son. And here's why. We won't bore you with the details of all of his travels and his good days and his bad days. But he started going to like daycare. Daycare, basically. This is the thing that I was most worried about. Yeah. He seems to have taken to it well. Mm -hmm. The first day. They realize he can speak Korean. So I go to pick him up and I'm just kind of overwhelmed with like, I don't, you know, I'm trying to get to know these people and I walk in, Charlie's with me and they're getting his bag and this girl dead serious looks at me. She goes, can he speak another language? And I was like, is autistic Appalachian a language? Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I said, um, and I know the look on my face had to be weird because she was so serious and I look over at Charlie I'm like can he speak another language and she was like I don't think so she goes so weird I swear he was singing baby shark in another language I was like oh yes 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 he can she goes is it Russian I said no 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 it's Korean <laughs> same thing same thing but this week he's been very into baby shark from a multitude of languages on YouTube yes so anyway, he's he he has lunch his first day there. Mm-hmm. They're like, um, he's not eating, and he tells them, "This is garbage." <laughs> I didn't even know he knew that. To word. be fair, it probably was. It was a cheese quesadilla. Come on, how can a cheese quesadilla be garbage? Bad cheese, not cooked right, just folded over. Up until like you meeting me, you didn't even know how to make a proper cheese quesadilla. Let's be honest, grilled cheese—that's what it. Jason Ellis knows how to make a grilled cheese. That's what it was. That's what it was. That was yeah. it. <laughs> we just remembered. <laughs> we had some funny, um, but so, but school lunch is radically different now oh, yeah. than Do thanks, you, Michelle Obama. Look, oh my god! I'm going to say this word. Do you know what this is? A Bosco stick. Never heard of it. Anybody that's a cheese in, stick? Sort of, yeah. 
Yeah. Like, like what's a, in it? It's a like a breadstick um, with cheese on the inside, I think. I've never that had That would a be a cheese stick. Yeah. But, but it's not like a mozzarella stick? No, not like fried, I don't think. Think of like a Papa John's bread, but not as delicious with cheese on the inside. But not like a nice fried That's a horrible yeah. description, I don't know. I mean, I've never had it. The kids like, oh, it's Bosco stick day. Not super, not their best day. Not their favorite day. Right. They do like a little like Asian chicken on Friday sometimes. Kids say that's pretty good. Uh, occasionally they have like bourbon chicken and white rice at the deli where I'm at work. I don't think we have, we just do like a, or, is it orange chicken? Yeah. Yeah. But this is bourbon chicken. They put, it's not bad. But so my recollection of school lunch. Mm. Chicken nuggets and mashed potatoes. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Chicken patty day topped chicken nugget day. Um, I mean, it was all fake chicken, so. Delicious fake chicken. It was good. I, I remember the first time I saw somebody after I was out of school, they had like the, the regular breaded chicken patties. Yeah. And they put cheese on it. I was like, what are you doing? Really? Yeah. I guess because we, man, I used to load up on the mayonnaise, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a mayonnaise fan. Like, that was not yeah. healthy. Like, school pizza, breakfast pizza was legit. Mm-hmm. Mom got a box of school pizza when I was in college. She was like, hey, they've got, I can buy you a box of that. I was, like, the most popular kid on campus, giving away my rectangle pizza. And they don't do that anymore, right? Um, I don't know. I've not seen it. Like, can you buy Papa John's at school? Do they do that anymore? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They used to. I, I remember, like our senior year, that was. I like, saw it three days a week. It was just Papa John's pizza. Yeah, slice of pizza. Get a fudge fudge round, the giant one. You have to go back and buy that extra. I don't remember that. Oh my god, definitely remember that. Remember, ooh, I got a I got a blast from the past. Twister, yeah, juice, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, straight sugar. Remember, you could go into the student center and they had like the. Baked potato bar and things Love like that. that. Big fan of the baked potato bar. Just know I was probably dumping cheese all over my potato. Zero percent healthy on that. I can remember my mom would pack me lunch. It was a in high school? Yes. Bag of funyuns, two peanut butter sandwiches, and a dime mountain dew. Every day? Yes. Right. And I would still eat school lunch with that. I burned a lot of calories back then. I had a <laughs> high metabolism. I did not. Spit that out. Sorry. This, the, this lady gets on to me about my mouth noises. Does that bother you? Sorry. No. Just the hypocrisy of this marriage. <laughs> Please. <laughs> shut it. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, Like, there's been days that I've seen them, like, they got straight up, like, nachos and cheese before. That'd be all right. Hot dogs are never a good option because they're, like, moist. Like, the bread was, like, moist. It was gross. Yeah. I don't know. Something that you can make a shit ton of. God, I loved. I like chili. I like school chili. I remember that. Tacos were always a good option. Tell us what your favorite school lunch was. Mine? No, not you. Just the people that are listening. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) You just told me yours. I liked hamburger day back in the, those were good. They were good hamburgers. Mm-hmm. I think we've had like real beef at our school before, <laughs> like from, you know, like not the soy, 
burgers. Not going to lie. was I mean, I was fine with a soy burger, so. That's something I don't do is I don't eat school lunch anymore. Number one, I can't, like, the time it takes to I can't remember. Was there, like, a teacher's table? Uh-uh. Like, where, like when we were at school, like, the uh-uh. teacher's table? There were people that walked around, like Coach uh, Goldsmith walked around and stuff like that happened still. Like principals are in the cafeteria. Yeah. The like, teacher's like, man, screw these kids. Well, they probably just eat in the classroom or the commons. Everybody eats in my room. I need I need a fridge and a microwave in my room. It's so far to walk in. <laughs> get my lunch. I kid you not. By the time the kids get out of my room, mm-hmm. I walk down to the hallway, grab my lunch, if I heat something up for three to four minutes, and that's not even probably making it all the way like warm and get back down to my room, I generally have about 10 to 15 minutes to eat. Is that not crazy? That means the kids are getting that too. Yeah. Makes me it's so Like sad. my dad worked at a factory for his whole life. He mm-hmm. had a 20 minute lunch break. It's crazy. I eat so fast. Like I inhale my food. And it's in between a, a class break now. So the kids come back halfway through. It's not healthy. I don't know how you fix that other than changing like how many instructional minutes kids have to have to make that a healthier option for them. But it has to be better. Like I think other countries don't force their kids to eat food. And, like, I think they're supposed to get 20 Other countries minutes. don't have free public education either. Yeah, they do. Not all of them. I mean. But Rwanda doesn't. Oh, my God. Be a tough go for you to go to school in Afghanistan right now. What is wrong with you? Holy shit. I'm just saying. Okay, but oh my God. You don't have to say everything you think. Too soon? Yeah. 100%. Oh my God. Change the subject. <laughs> I thought I said the world's crazy right now. You did, but you don't have to elaborate on it and do your hot takes on it. Damn. I saw a guy on Twitter oh. troll the Taliban. And it was one of Wait, the Taliban leaders. The Taliban's on Twitter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That seems weird. Well, they are. Okay. Like, really? Or is it just a fake No, it's real. You can look it up. So what was he doing? So, it's one of the leaders. And he's holding a picture of a gun. He's something. He's like, this guy's like, hey, I have a real question about your policy on Ligma. Shit. (laughs) And the guy said, explain to me what Ligma is and I'll do my best to tell you. Did he did he explain it? Oh, he did. Oh, yeah. So. Wow, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you honored a former teacher today. I did. Um, that's why you're outside. Worth yeah. worth getting hot. And- oh yeah. Um, I went to the high school after ten years at the middle school, and um, it was a really tough transition for me, just for a lot of different reasons. Like, number one, I don't do anything different in my life whatsoever. So just doing, stepping out and doing something different was hard. Yeah, but you started there. I did. But I, you know, I was there for a year and I left. And, I mean, 10 years away is a really long time. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Proceed. So I was on the, you know, the top floor. And the way that we scheduled kids, we put our English and math teachers together on the top floor. And so um, just down the hall from me was, I had coached with him but I didn't really know much about him as a teacher, but was Mike Manley, Coach Mike Manley. And he is one of the most serious, passionate. Yeah, every time I was around him, you're like, hey, that dude's. Yeah. 
Got something up his butthole. He just, he's really serious, but he's not. Like, he has this whole facade. Like, he really is the person that he said that he presents, but at the same time, there's a super passionate person. You just have to really work at getting into that layer. Um, just, it, so he passed away in the spring um, in Florida where he was teaching. And so they spread his ashes today at the American Legion where he grew up playing baseball, you know, as a kid. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, that was just so cool. Such a, such a neat thing that, you know, you knew like that was a place of memories for yeah. him and his brother was there and, you know, people got to tell stories. I spoke, I was not prepared at all to speak just because I have like a million stories. I mean, he, I taught with him and I would go to school early every day. And if anyone knows me, they know I love like my early morning mm-hmm. by myself time. There was no by myself time with Mike. <laughs> Like, he would be... You never could room. beat him there. Oh, I couldn't. He was always there before me. Always there. Like, I would I would have to get there at 6 to get there before him, and I couldn't do that that often, but um, it, it would occasionally happen. And, and he, like, I was offended that I beat him. <laughs> How dare you? I know. But he, I mean, he's a crazy hard worker. And just so complex and unique. He would play music from his room every morning. Um... And I don't even know, I think, I, I think maybe he knew what Pandora was, but <laughs> I, I, like, he had no social media. Like from media. Avatar? Yeah, he had no social media, and I don't think he had a cell phone for a while. Um, or if he did, it did not have texting on it, and he actually left it in his car. Um, During the school day? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, some of the fun, like, these are stories I should have told today, like, everybody in the office was afraid to call his room and interrupt. Like interrupt him teaching? Yes. What do you be, what do you be mad oh. at him? Hello. And okay. And you just, nobody would call the front office. So they yeah. would call like me or somebody else be like, can you go? No, <laughs> I'm not going down there. That's funny. It was great. But he was so serious about instructional time. Like that door shut. It was game on instructional time. And I just, and he taught math. He taught math, and he was so good at it. He was so smart. He was a he was a good reader. He had such knowledge of history. Um, it was great, it, and to put him in a hallway, like he would say things like, "Yeah, he didn't strike me as a math teacher." Yeah, you know, I'm a, I know, I know, I know, I'm coming old school, and I'm a male chauvinist. I'm just going to say it, <laughs> and he would say that. But he'd be like talking to Courtney, and I like to throw him in the middle of like the liberal left mind, you yeah. know, left wing, you know loud feminist women was probably the best dynamic because Courtney would just like go head, you know, toe to toe with him on things. Do you like that? Oh yeah. Like secretly. Yes. And you know, like all the funny things like you want to go into school, right. To be a teacher. There are just some like it's door decorating door, door decorating week for testing week. Did he do that? Hell no. That's what I'm talking about. Hell no. He was like, I'm not decorating my door. Courtney was like, Hmm. Oh, but you are. He's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and so we were sneaking kids down to, to his room. door. So we would cut something out. It was a Disney theme that year. <clears throat> so we would cut something Y'all out. Y'all in high school. What the hell? It was really cute. We would cut something out, and then we would send a kid down to like put it on his door, and then they'd sprint back to us. And then Would he take kid, it down? Well, so it took him a few class periods to notice it because we put it up over his door. And he uh, came out. 
he looked at it with a scowl on his face and he looked back down the hall and he was like, Courtney. <laughs> it was just great. Every man, every male teacher on that hallway would wear ties, shirts and ties, because that was his like expectation. And he would have that conversation. Would Mike get on your ass if you didn't? Oh, yeah. Yeah, be professional at all times. One of the last things that he wrote to me was to uh, teach like my hair is on fire. Because he, he told me, like, he was like, you get it. You get what you're supposed to do. So it was really cool for him to say that to me because to make him proud is, uh, it was hard. It was tough to be on his uh, his good side. But underneath it all, I think he was a really nice guy. So it was just really cool to to go there and to know that, like, I, it made me really think, like, you know, he had this place that definitely embodied him and that was who he is, this baseball field, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, his brother could tell stories about when he hit a home run there and, you know, the intensity of him as an athlete and all these other kids. And How old was he when he passed? Oh, man, I knew this. I'll, if you give me that paper, I'll tell you. Um, but I kept thinking, like, you know, I mean, sports, he was – he was the sports guy. He was the football, baseball. He was a coach and a teacher. Like that legacy was so strong. And seventy, yeah. And, and, and like he would never leave the classroom. Like that's where he was going to be forever. He, you know, he would have been a masterful administrator, masterful. Administrator. He just had a heart attack and went right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he'd had some heart troubles before. I think I could I could have this wrong, but I'm pretty sure the year prior he'd had some heart issues. That were pretty severe, but he was waiting until the end of the school year to have him checked out. Like, that's how he was. He wouldn't miss. He would never miss school, ever. So, he was just, I mean, just phenomenal um, of a human. And, I mean, I say that, like, me going back was, I really questioned my decision. But there's so much of that that I think being placed up on the hallway with him was just... And he gave you a t-shirt? He did, my mental toughness shirt. I just casually commented on it one day, and it was the spring. We are all, like, not mentally tough in the spring. It's it's a really hard time. And he was getting ready to go out to go walk. He would walk after school sometimes around the track and stuff. Um, I said, oh, I like that shirt. And it was the football shirt for one r- year. And I think maybe a week later, it showed up on my desk and... It's like, yeah. So I pull my mental toughness shirt out when I need to be a, a Mike Manley badass. <laughs> so I needed that today. I needed that mindset because it has been a hard week just to have that like. So I've got this mindset of like, what the hell would Mike Manley be doing right now in the middle of this chaos and stuff? And like he would shut Oh, his, I've got some ideas of how you feel about all of it. Oh, <laughs> he would shut his door for one and he would teach every kid that walked through that door no matter what. Yeah. And he would you know, in between classes or before school, find some teacher to bitch about how like this quarantine is killing these, their, <laughs> you know, education and their learning and their academic progress. But he would teach like his hair was on fire to every kid. Have you, so I've never considered being cremated. Should I be considering that? Um, I did a little like we, like after, Mamaw passed, and I was in sort of that process of kind of seeing, like, it was, you know, it's a lot of money, for one. Mm-hmm. And I remember my aunt saying, like, y- y'all just cremate me and use the rest of the money for a good party. Yeah. You know? I thought, oh, is it that much money? And it is. It's, like, mm-hmm. a significant amount. I, you know, I don't know. Because it was kind of cool to see, you know, he was, you know, back to the, giving back to the Ashes earth. to ashes, dust, dust to dust. dust. 
Where would your ashes go, though? In a in a grilled cheese sandwich for Jason. <laughs> <laughs> That's so disgusting. Or in a pot of chili and then feed it to everybody. <laughs> what is, there's something wrong with you that you think that. That's from an episode of South Park. Oh. So it's not original. <laughs> the the grilled cheese. So is you're not original. associated. That's an inside joke that. The grilled cheese isn't original. I'll let Jason tell someday. Yeah, you can't tell that story. I don't know that I... Do you really... Do, I mean, but seriously, though, do you have, like, a place that... That's, like, meaningful to me? Yeah. No. That's hard. I think the closest I could come to would be the creek on North Wilson, somewhere in that area, because I do, like, everything I think about are really good memories there. Like, I don't even know where I want to be buried at. That's true. I used to think I want to be on the hill in Clearfield with Pappy Doobie. Like a mausoleum. Yeah. Or just a shrine. Let's just do a shrine. What about the... Can we taxidermy you? What about mummification? Is that legal in 2020? Well, I'm not going to die this year that I know of. Damn. Let's not do that. Let's not say those words. What, mummification? No. When you're How not. awesome would that be? Uh, to be fair, I don't... You, you I don't mean, know enough about it? I don't... Why would you want that? Put me in a big sarcophagus, big gold inlays. Then you watch the movie The Mummy, and then I'm resurrected after some spells and wreak havoc on the world post-COVID you know days. Speaking of, I have been seeing in the news, like, people been, like, fucking around with stuff in, like, other, like, archaeology. Number one. Like Indiana Jones type shit? Yeah. Like, I think I just, either that or they're just all, like, memes and people are, like, joking. But, like. Oh, no. I think people. Like, who's doing archaeology right now? Like. It's a really serious time with a lot going on, but we're still like digging in the earth trying to find stuff. Yeah. Like that's not on hold right now. Like, I mean, let's try to uncover something. Have you never watched Indiana Jones? Some dark times when he was out there digging and hunting and saving. I don't think I, I know I've watched it. I know the gist of it and stuff. I don't have the details. I think I saw it at a drive-in. You'd have been really young. Yeah. I mean... I probably need to go back and watch it. They, oh. The number one movie when Charlie was born, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skulls. Was it really? Is that new? Was that a, like a redo or something? And that was the fourth movie. When Charlie was born? Mm-hmm. Had Shia LaBeouf in it. Is there an episode, not an episode, but a movie when he falls into a pit of snakes? He hates snakes. But does that happen? In every movie. Oh. Well, I didn't remember that. Yeah, but there is, yeah. I think that's in uh, Temple of Doom. Yeah, I don't think people need to be, like, I mean, I guess archaeology is important and stuff, but, like, right now, is that a priority? Are we doing that? Yeah. Can we, like, all take a pause and, like, try to figure this other pandemic thing out right now before we, like, uncover something? Do you think there's some superstitious things that people should stay away from? Uh, Mummies. Like, we don't need, like, uncovering those. What do you mean? Yeah, like that, or... Like yeah, like if you don't find, mess with temples and right, yeah, like highly religious stuff that like somebody else is like their sacred. But what space. if it's not your religion and somebody else's? Religion? No, if it's somebody else, that's worse. Like don't go in, <laughs> don't go breaking in somebody else's sacred space. Yeah, that's just trouble. Like, no, some bad. That's every bad juju coming. Major bad juju. Don't, don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely stay out of those areas, like sacred ground and but stuff you, like that. You know. Like when that movie came out during the pandemic, um, 
the chess movie, the Gambit. What's it called? The Queen's Gambit. The Queen's Love Gambit. That. Everybody got into chess. I don't know that everybody got into archaeology. <laughs> and there's some good ones. You got Indiana Jones. Today I watched Jurassic Park again. And it's a, uh, you know, there's an archaeological. But I do think there is a time in some kids' lives where they think that's what I want to do. Like, yeah. And then you realize, oh, there's no money. <laughs> I, I got to rely on some, unless you're like a treasure hunter. <laughs> yeah. I think everybody like wants to do that sort of or exotic you want to steal the Declaration of Independence. God, I love that movie. I'll watch it <laughs> over and over and over again. I watched it a lot. Being with the eighth graders, taking them to DC, like that's the classic. You got to watch it on the way up. Yeah. I don't know. I I really like the Indiana Jones movie. I even I, so in my academic ventures now, mm-hmm. I can remember. And I had to recall this for my some homework this week. Mm-hmm. Like something that, that that you wrote that you can remember, like paved the way for how you write and anything. And I've got a really unique writing journey. You do, you um, do. But I can remember in Tammy Glasser's class, love her writing about uh, antagonist and protagonist. I can't remember this writing. I- and in my I referenced I didn't reference any literature I referenced Star Wars Mm -hmm. and Indiana Jones and she liked it she did I got an A it's pretty tough I got two A's and two D's in that (laughs) I got the two A's before she left (laughs) didn't do so well afterwards I also got kicked out of class yes you did I remember that that was awesome. So it all equaled out. It did. Two A's, two D's, C plus. I don't really know how that She works. was a big influence on me as a teacher. And and I think, think taking, talking about like your literacy journey, I don't remember her ever like sitting down going, hey guys, when you write an essay, do this first. Right. And this, there was no like, it was just like, um, here's your topic, go write a paper. Yeah. Oh shit, Okay. Like, I don't know. It makes me question what I do because I do teach kids how to write an essay. Like, yeah. maybe I should just stop but that. Like, I'm doing brainstorming activities and I'm like, well, isn't that, just write. Right. Just there's, a, write. there's a conversation about like, should you force that? Should you do it? Like, some kids need it. I mean, some, some yeah, kids Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's that. a good practice, but I just work differently. Yeah. I, I need... I don't actually brainstorm. I make lists and then I walk around with ideas for a few days before I write. I have a really weird process. It's a long process. Mm-hmm. But you write so well. Oh, thank you. I'm not you. I'm not published. Well, not everybody is. Did you mention that? I did. Oh, my God. P.S. I'm published in the USA Today. I also talk about how you're an amazing English teacher. Oh. But I always have that to rub it in. <laughs> Maybe someday I'll be published and then I can rub that in for you. <laughs> I think like two people ever mentioned that to me, ever. What? Like, hey, I saw your name in USA Today. Like, you damn straight you did. <laughs> and you got to self-promote that. Yeah. That's what you do. So, we got a fun interlude here. Oh, we do? Yeah. Let's go. So, for the third week in a row... Big Schnoz Thatch. Oh my God! Just Thatcher, Seth. That's it. That's, just say his name, Mister Thatcher. <laughs> I 
posed several questions to us. Uh, and we picked we, we picked a couple scenarios here. Okay. So twenty one do first. These are what ifs. He just said basically, um, kind of go back and recall just between us, like what if um let me read that. <laughs> Not that you asked, he said. Um, a what if episode. But I like that he's thinking about us. Yeah, like rent we're living rent free in Seth's brain. <laughs> What if Gary never met Abby? Or, or vice versa? I mean, I wanted to, I can tell you all what he suggested. But. <laughs> I don't know what he said. I didn't read that. You didn't read past that? No, I had to look at it. He said, I mean, I imagine Abby turns out fine, but Gary, question mark. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'd agree. I mean, he's not wrong. Okay, so this means... Like, Side note, before we get into this. Okay. Ran into a, a, an old friend at Kroger. Today? No, the oh, other day. Okay. And he asked me about every one of my friends. Matt, Seth, Rob. Uh-huh. And to the, which I didn't think at the time it didn't mean much to me. After I got to thinking about it, after I got home, I was like, like, that's my club. Yeah. Like, people know, know that. Yeah. Like, I can be, I'm friends with other people, but they know who my squad is. Why, yes. So. That's cool. Yeah. I love that. So, shout out to my squad. Oh, I'm getting you guys t-shirts. Oh, yeah, we, we got a trip coming up, so. You all can get matching, like, cell phone holder clips. You all are that well, What age. about, um, like, airbrush? <gasps> oh, we're doing it. Yes. We did this for Seth's bachelor party, too. You all got matching but, t-shirts? We, we all had matching t-shirts except Seth. Oh, like that. Like groomsman and then groom. Like that's a very yeah. typical bachelorette party thing to do. That's precious. Yeah. Dude, one of, the, one of the best bachelor parties I've ever been to. Shout out to the brother Sean. <laughs> but <laughs> I digress. That's a story <clears throat> for a different day. <laughs> um, okay, so we're, if we never met, that means I go into sixth grade and that asshole named Roadkill <laughs> that I nickname, I never have a mortal enemy that makes fun of, that that tries to sabotage my seventh grade campaign for class president. I added toughness to your life. Is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, man. What does that look like? I never... I'm not thinking about the youthful me if I had never met you. Okay. thinking about, like, the current me. Current me. Okay, what are you doing? I'm probably living at home with my mom, (laughs) driving an Escalade. Probably still working the same job. Like, I probably would have fell into the same lot in life. Man, I don't know. I struggle with that. I don't know where I would be. Like, would I be at Moorhead? Would I have gone to Moorhead and gone down the route of teaching? Probably. Are we assuming that we just net, like, we we, we, were from somewhere else? I don't know. What if, like, we're still doing the same thing? We just don't know each other exist. What if... We never met in middle school, but we met as adults, two single adults. I don't know if you would like me. I don't know. I'm for sure. I know that you would like me. Is that true? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. How do you? Confidence. Yeah. <laughs> you assume everybody likes you. What's your pickup line? <laughs> <clears throat> well, there's so many. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, but the medium that you would even—I've been published uh, in USA Today. <laughs> yeah, 
uh, I don't know. Like, I'm struggling with this. I don't know what but, this looks like. But as because I guess so much has changed. Like with social media, with right, right. Texting didn't exist. Like we used mm. to talk to each other on landlines forever. Fall, like basically fall asleep on the phone together. It was great. No, you hang up first. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, it's hard because you and I have grown up together. Yeah, it's I hard. Mean, but I've always said this. I've probably said on this podcast a bunch. I even said it this week at work. I've always felt that I would have done well with controlled discipline. Right. I.e., the military or prison. So that would have so been. So it's a coin flip where I ended up. I think maybe you would have started out going toward the prison, or I mean, toward the military. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like a hundred percent. I never forget me and West Coast Iron. Like I'd quit football in college. This is before I started working with the state police, so I'm eighteen, going on nineteen. I get a call from a marine recruiter. I didn't know this. Yeah, and like you remember, we took the ASVAB test. Yeah, yeah. Of course, I smoked it. You know. I think it was just like, if you want a day out of school, come take this test. Exactly. Yeah. But so, and I had at, like at one point, all the recruiters, just because you take the test would call. Right. And so this Marine recruiter calls and he's like, Hey, let me buy you breakfast. Let's just talk about it. And I remember what's cold. I was going to go to, I was like, bet free Hardy's breakfast. <laughs> And he didn't show up. And I always wonder. Because, oh, damn. Because you know I'm gullible. Like, I'd probably signed up right then. Like, shit. Shit, Gary. So. No I, shit. I could have been like David Goggins. Whoa. That's crazy. Because there's no doubt. Like, you are so impulsive. A hundred percent. He could have just said the right yes. words. You would have been there. I didn't know that. $5,000 sign on, but shit, you make it rain, there. baby. Yes. When do I get that? Oh, 100%, I did. 100%. You would have been there. So. Damn, that's huge. But the timing was just wrong. Like, I wonder where he was. I wonder why he didn't show up. Did I don't he know. Did ever contact you after that? Never. Dude. Maybe he got fired. That's wild. Maybe maybe he was like at McDonald's and you thought when Hardee's. No no no, I'm positive. That's wild. Were you working at Hardee's at the time? You worked there for a hot minute. Well, I was in high school. Oh. Um. Whoa. <laughs> uh. So yeah, that was. That's big. Yeah. That's big. Yeah, I can't figure. What about out. about you? Like, I don't know. All right, what's the other scenario we got? Okay. What if you? Okay. So what if our? What if we reverse roles? So, business as usual, except after high school, I continue to play sports and graduate, and you drop out of school. Mm. Where would you end up? It's so weird because I'm such like a people pleaser. Like, it's I can see you at a bank. Really, I yeah. can't count. <laughs> or you just been like that stay at home mom. None of that sounds right. At all, like my well, you not you not going to college doesn't sound right. So let's so So let's really hard. You got to be creative and pretend here. Like what do I do? I don't know. Maybe I'm like my homeless. Am I like living in a no? Our situation is still the same. I'm trying to imagine what I would have gone and done. I can't. I can't see it. It's so hard. I don't. I can't work at a bank because I can't count. Like I struggle. 
I could sure. probably like clean things. I would probably have some really like basic job like that. Maybe a store. I didn't have like a real job. I worked for my uncle mm-hmm. at the lumber yard. Maybe that's what I do. <laughs> I learn the business of the lumber yard. Or I go work like like that's where I have to be like enmeshed with somebody that I know. Like that would have been the route. So as I've decided to go back to school. Uh-huh. I realized that at 18 years old, mm. my core belief was, and to this day, I never been like, I never liked being told what to do, <laughs> which is like completely opposite to the forced discipline thing, right? Mm-hmm. But that's when you don't have a choice. If I have a choice, that's so weird. Yeah, I'm cool. With and it. so now, it like now, it's my idea, right? So. It, like, I'm okay with it because right. it's something that I want. But at the time, you know, so many people graduate high school and, like, it's expected of you to go to college and do whatever. Have you ever heard of oppositional defiance? <laughs> Got something going on there. I'm struggling with this. Like, I can't see what else I would have done. Um, because I basically went out and did what I thought I should do. I mean, granted... Mm-hmm. I wonder, I do a lot of what ifs, Mm -hmm. you know, like I had people come and talk to me about going and playing basketball on a scholarship places, but I was like, ah, that doesn't feel right. Like that's, it was hard for me to see myself leaving Moorhead to begin with. Um, Then these other colleges, some of them were like smaller. I was like, I don't, you know, I don't know what that's like. And I didn't know like academically if, you know, when you're, when you're in that position, I was in the same way, like you, you've, you naively think that like, Oh no, I'm really good. Like I should yeah. go to like a really good place. Well, and I, I didn't think I was good. Like I, I remember I got a letter from how mummy, but there was like zero entry. Like, sure. You know, and then I was I, getting letters from ball state for a little bit. Yeah. And, and then I remember I went to Louisville uh-huh. and that was fun. But then like, like those big programs are really no interest. Right. And so I never forget, like I was getting calls and this is so crazy from like Nazarene college or something. Mm-hmm. It was in Kankakee, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And they're, they wanted me to play football and track. <laughs> and I didn't even do track my senior year. I didn't either. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Y'all want me to sprint? I mean, what, what do y'all, y'all got some film on me throwing the shot, but I don't know what you, what Remember you think. Remember that one I, time Adam threw the shot, put it in my, yeah, in my chest? Like, you got that? You seen like, that? You know, I was a solid third place everywhere I went. Like it was, <laughs> I wasn't winning anything. That's something I regret. There's a regret I have. I shouldn't have quit my senior year. Yeah. And that's something I could have pursued had I actually tried. <laughs> but, but yeah, so. I like do think the, like a, a downfall for me was like, so my dad's experience, my parents really didn't know what to do with it and didn't really know mm-hmm. how to guide or help me. And, you know, I didn't really have that guidance that yeah. I see, that I see myself and other teachers and coaches and parents giving their kids. Yeah, like nobody told me like, oh, it's cool if you go somewhere small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seen like, there are parents who, there are like, that's a job to be a college coach and like help high school kids all throughout from their freshman year on. Like, get prepared for college. Yeah. Not just athletically, but academically. That was just not on the radar then. Um, so my dad's experience was that he was so good 
He could have went anywhere. He could have went anywhere. And yeah. so, like, he didn't have to give it any thought. It was like, where do I want to go? Yeah. Um. So he didn't really understand the whole, like, my experience of, like, I'm not that good, but I'm okay and I'm tall and I'm okay enough to go play somewhere. But for some reason, I thought I could go to Moorhead. I, I don't know who put that in my head. I don't know how that happened. I'm going to say Mike Mincy. And I just show up. First off, I showed up during like the dead period when they're not allowed to talk to athletes. And they're like, we can't talk to you right now. I was like, oh, okay. And dad was with me. And I don't know how, but they were like, come back on this day. And I just showed up. And I was like, can, can I be on the team? And I think I like. <laughs> can, I, can I play? Can I play? And I like, I stuck around for like a spring workout and, you know, watched them and met a couple people. Um, and then showed up in the fall. And they were like making sure. I was there for the first meetings and it was like, I was just going to stay, but you know, they, they, they were in a total rebuilding year completely. So there was room for me to, to try that, to even try to be a yeah. walk on. Other girls were coming out as walk-ons. It just through stubbornness, ignorance, persistence, maybe persistence inability to like quit something for fear of like disappointing others, myself. I don't know. I stayed for four years and I, you know, I wondered, what if, like, what if I just went to Moorhead and went to school? And didn't do basketball? Yeah. I don't uh-huh. know what that's, like, that's over, I mean, I've talked to a lot of kids before who are going to college to play sports. I'm like, it. it's the best and the hardest thing I've done. Like, yeah. There are so, like, I traveled places I would have never traveled. Mm-hmm. Um, did things outside my comfort zone, met people, talked, you know, it gave me a different perspective of school. I was super disciplined, like as, and I've of course followed all the rules. So when they're like, you have to sit in the front row, I did. When they're like, you have to be at study hall at this time, I went. <laughs> um, the little rule, I wonder where Charlie, that's where Charlie gets it from. I, she it don't is. get it from me. It is. I've got that, like, I've got just enough of it, but I but also I have that little bit of like rules are stupid and I don't want to follow any of them. Yeah. I don't like, I have sharp issues with some authority, but <laughs> I can always do it We can do a whole podcast on we your could. issues with authority. <laughs> um, so I struggle, like I wonder that because there are things that like I totally missed out on from college. You know, even like how I did student teaching was a semester late because of like, basketball. basketball. Yeah. Um, but then I also think like the people I met at Montgomery County, because I was a basketball player, because I had that history, you know, I walk out the second day that I'm student teaching, I see John High, who I play ball What's with his daughter, daughter. Yeah. I room with her. He's like, you want to help? And I'm like, oh, swore I'd never do this again. <laughs> I was done. But, you know, I met some of the, you know, I meet the people who become my mentors yeah through that and make me a better teacher so i'm like i mean everything win win everything i am now i think has to do with like what i experienced through basketball so it's weird so have you and i've talked about this a little bit but have you now that you're like the most tenured in your department oh god i just talked about this today i think like I know that, where you're going with like this. that mentorship that you like do you feel the need to pass that on it's coming like i feel it like i look around i'm like i am the older one here because there's there's a lot of selflessness to that yeah yeah. so forever i've been i was thought i was always the younger one like in the crew same and i've always gravitated toward uh even when i was a little kid a little kid i've always gravitated toward adults i've always like found well now you're the adult and now i'm the adult um 
it's hard. It is really hard. And I'm at a season in my life where the hardest part is a lot of, I, a lot of people need my attention and the mental load of that is really difficult. I want to help and be that mentor because I can see like pieces of myself, the young, passionate, also clueless teacher. Right. Where I want to like guide and hone in on that. But to have the time to sit down with somebody and do that is exhausting when I'm also still, I still don't have a grasp on what I'm doing in the classroom. I'm still struggling. Yeah. Learning. I also am balancing being a mom of a 13 and a three-year-old. That, <laughs> you know, when I look at like time to myself and I've got, you know, at the end of the day, bell rings, I've got kids around my desk. Then they leave my own daughter is like wallowing around my desk, wanting yeah. things, needing things, having her own like decompression moment after school, trying to get my attention. And then other, other adults come in and I want to give them that. And I try to like maybe reach out through a text or something every now and then. But yeah. I mean, I used to go in on Sundays and like live in Hazel Reffitt's room or Peggy Ellis's room. They should have kicked me out a hundred times. I realized that. Like, they were probably, like, away from their families, and there I am just like, what are you guys doing, you know? And we would just sit and chat and talk about everything when they probably just needed to get work done, and I was just, I got yeah. piss out of them. Yeah, they weren't there just to so right. talk to you. Yeah. Like, I've, in the twilight of my career, like, I've still, for the most part, been, the, like, m- the people I work directly with now, we're all the same age. Yeah. Um. All, all different months, but we're all the same age, other than my boss. And, but in my building, every, most everybody's younger than me. So, like, I talk about my young Padawan, mm-hmm. and, like, I try to be, it's hard for me to be serious. I don't, I know that's difficult for you to believe yes but like there's certain things like i'm telling what like what's really important yeah like you know like that's it knowing i've said this so many times the past few weeks is the funny thing about new people or the funny thing about young people is you don't know what's important yet yeah you think you do but i'm Mm -hmm. like oh my god that so doesn't even matter like the stuff i used to worry about getting in trouble for yeah 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 was so stupid yeah yeah and and so that's one and like stupid things like and this is one of my been my pot, and I don't know why, because Lord knows there's been times where it was not the right move. Mm-hmm. But if I invite you to lunch, right, right, right. I'm paying. Yeah, you, t- you told like me this. Yeah. If, if I'm the guy, if I say, "Hey, you want to go to lunch?" It's uh, it, I'm asking you because I'm I want to pay for it. So, like with Cody, it, that makes him uncomfortable. Okay. But I'm like, hey, listen, I'm not gonna be around forever. Which is so weird to say, but the truth is, there's going to be a time when he's working there and I'm not. Yeah. Which is fucking weird to me. Yeah. And I was like, do this for do this for future you. Mm-hmm. Like, pay it forward. Yeah. You know, and take these stupid lessons. Of course, I'm, I'm dealing with a single guy in his 20s that had the, like, went to college and all that, and like, but doesn't really know the real world. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I didn't go to college. I grew up in the real world. Ish, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I'm filling him in on my little nuggets of wisdom. 
That just cracks me up. It, 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 sometimes I'm sitting there listening to him talk, and I really value what he says. Like yeah. I, I do, and his quote, like, yeah. it took me a year, a, a full calendar year, to instill enough confidence in him that it would be okay for us to go work out together. That's, I mean, that is a very vulnerable thing. And now he's thing. addicted to it. That's great. That's great. That's a very vulnerable thing, I think. Yes, because um, for somebody that never played sports. Right. Never, like, probably still swims with the t-shirt on. Yeah. You know, like, uncomfortable in his body. And he's, like, he's a normal dude. Yeah. But he was afraid of what other people would think. And I was like, listen, look, I've been in gyms my whole life. Yeah. I was like, it's a di- nobody... It's a weird- cares what you're doing because <laughs> it's a very i've never been in a position where somebody's like hey you, you need to do it this way or you, or have you oh, ever talked about doing this yeah but i'm a female and i think that yeah. that changes it but i've had people ask me questions about what i was doing no one's ever asked me a single thing but nobody's ever been like there's been no shaming or like no questioning of no. Like, why are you doing that you no. know like every and so it's a very personal thing like when you for you prime example it's very you it's your, your time yeah it's for you you're not you don't care what anybody else is doing nope and i told him i was like nobody cares that's why i don't know that i would like to work out with somebody else i know that i do well in like workout classes and stuff but even within a class i don't want to talk to anybody i always have there. a better workout with somebody else um just because there's like competition yeah i i'm okay i would probably do okay with that i mean i spent all of my life working out with other people yeah for hours but um it would definitely depend who it is but i and that's the thing this point in my life by myself time is so sacred yeah that that's one other place that i feel like it's one place that could be listen if you're not into working out looking at you seth um (laughs) like it's the most decompressing thing Mm -hmm. Like, like just to be in your own head moving like i liken it to back when i was young mowing the yard yeah like just me well there were so many moments for that when we were kids i think of this so often there was so much downtime to just think i dream yeah and i'm i don't daydream anymore a part of who i am anyway like if you look at my personality enneagram all of those things of, of just me i am in my head a lot um I think maybe more than most people. Like, there's a constant dialogue going on and everything, playing out scenarios. As it's my brain is the monkey in the symbols. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. But I like mowing. I could just go sit on a swing. I could walk up and down North Wilson. Like all of those, sit in the creek. All of those moments of just nothing. No television show necessarily. None of that. Whereas now. When do we let ourselves have that downtime and that thing of just like turn everything else off and just think in your head? So yeah. I love drive, like driving's great. I don't care to drive and just, but now I'm usually, there's somebody in tow with me with that. I mean, I had a thought and I was going to go there. Then we start, start talking about that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've not worked out in. Well, that's because this is going to shock everybody. Abby Herbeck. <laughs> it is embarrassing. I get a like, text I at six so, o'clock in the morning. I am like, so I don't ashamed. know if I'm going to be able to get out of the gym. I have a super, super long story. Like I, 
I've been going to PT. I was going to PT for my hip flexor. I've done something with that. And the more research I do on it, the more I realize like it's a core based problem. Just plank for an hour a day. Okay. So I was working on planks and working on this like deep traverse abdominals. I don't know what the yeah. hell they are. Anyway, I've been doing stuff like that. So I found, I did a whole core workout the other day and it, like you think like, oh, I'm just going to go do some sit-ups and stuff. I was dying. Fuck that. I was dying after this workout because I added planks and I added jump rope to it and all this other stuff. Like it was a solid, nice little workout. So then I got up Wednesday morning, got to the gym. I was super good. I was glad to be there. I was doing some more let like core work and doing cardio, right? Because yeah. I'm trying to stop lifting heavy weight when I do legs, like squats and stuff. Because I, I'm just not there right now. And I'm that was a whole mental issue because I don't even feel like I'm lifting. Like, I feel weird if I'm not lifting heavy weight. Like, like people are judging me or something. So. And they're not. They're not. I know they're not. I'm just over there doing my It doesn't thing. matter. You won't talk to them anyway. Fuck no, I won't. I don't, I don't <coughs> talk to them any. Um, so, I'm in the red, like, mat room that I, like, have to mop down myself. I'm doing this little thing where I'm going from like core and I'd get up and do like non very low weight bearing squats with a kettlebell, nothing Mm -hmm. heavy. I go down on one, like I'm on my third circuit. I get down on my squat and I was like, I can't get back up. I am stuck in a squat position. So I like wait till nobody's there. And I like kind of just like drop the kettlebell because I don't know what to do. And like, you're literally stuck because you like, you don't know you can't go anywhere. It hurts so bad. Like I've done this like bending over to pick up a piece of paper, getting out of the car. Like you you've done this too. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't think it was real until you did it. Mm-hmm. So I was buckling Harlan in and I was like, Oh, I twisted the wrong way. Yeah, and it's just it's a horrible pain. So I manage to like flop my body down onto the mat and there's a guy who comes in with another man and they have some like breathing I, like Tai Chi shit, wax on, wax off thing going on. And in that room? Yes. And I know, like, it's almost time for me to go. Like, I was at the 38-minute mark getting ready to, you know, make my way out after this cycle. And I was like, I can't get up. And I could tell, like, I'm annoying him because I'm, like, still in there. And I'm, like, trying to do some stretches to, like, figure out how the hell I'm going to get up. And I text you, and I'm like, I don't know if I can do it. So I make it to the sauna. To, like, rethink how I'm going to get out of here. Because I have to, like, hobble in. Like, you have to lean over because you can't straighten your back all the way. Went to work. I was miserable. I've been miserable all week. Because, like, I couldn't decide if I wanted to sit or stand. Nothing felt good. It's been awful. But I finally feel like a human being. It's a rough feeling. Today, I just have to be really careful when I sit down. It's, it is horrible. But I think it's, it's embarrassing because it's such a stupid thing to have wrong with you. But everybody goes through back issues at some point. So embarrassing. Because I just feel like a big fatty. Like, I threw out my back. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't have, like, a large chest to blame it on or anything either. So, it's like, you're just fat. (laughs) You're just an old fat lady. (laughs) But anyway. All right. Let's do something fun before we go. Is it time to go? Yeah. We're in an hour. Time flies when you're. Let's, Let's look in the news. Let's see what's up. It's not the news. It's a general topic that you found. Oh, yeah. Okay. Speaking of being old, here we go. Since we're kind of reminiscing, 40 things, extremely random, 
things from the 2000s you definitely forgot about? Let's pick 10 of them. Pick 10? Mm -hmm. Okay. I want to go to the bottom of the list and come up. Okay. All right. Oh. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen's tween line that they sold at Walmart. I don't remember that. You probably wouldn't. Um, you would remember this. Win Amp Players. I'll show you what that looks yep. like. Yeah? Mm-hmm. That's those are the first thing you start playing like Wave and MP3 files on your computer. The Family Guy ringtones you would buy from Jamster. Never did that. You never bought ringtones? Did you buy any ringtones? The the only ringtones I remember is when you could Bluetooth back and forth to each other. Huh? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. I bought ringtones. I had like, um, who sang the What's Going On? Four Non Blondes. Yeah. I had that, that ringtone. I had Copperhead Road. <laughs> I loved Copperhead Road. The Beatles. I had a Beatles song. Um, I was really into my ringtone. Such like a... People need to know who I was. I saw a picture that was somebody holding their phones next to each other. It's like kids these days have no idea what they're doing. What was that? That was when you Bluetooth songs to each other. Don't remember this yep. at all. Um, I don't know what Borders. Borders was a bookstore. Maybe. SNL's The Ambiguously Gay Duo, mm-hmm. who were voiced by Stephen Colbert and Steve Carell. I didn't know they did the voices for that. I didn't either, but I don't want their names was Gary. <laughs> yeah. There's an A and a G. That's great. Um, Debbie Downer from SNL. Mm-mm. I remember Debbie Downer. Um, the Pepsi promotion that gave away free iTunes downloads. No. <laughs> That's crazy. I saw something where somebody was talking about when you could, like you would download songs. And you could upload them to your iTunes library, uh-huh. but you know it would be blank, and then you would have to go download like the album artwork, yes, to attach to it and stuff like that. Yes, that's sounds like something Jason Ellis would do. Yeah, I still want my Napster account back. That was such a good collection of tunes. Um, all of the Four Dummies instructional books, like oh the yellow ones. Yeah, like um. Algebra for dummies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder who made that. They're rich. Uh, flip foams that, that had an, an antenna that you had to pull out. I, that was before. I mean, they were around, but. I definitely had an antenna phone. I didn't. Um, I don't know what that means. Sting's Desert Rose, which used to play nonstop. No. Uh, no. Los Lonely Boys Heaven. I don't know that one either. I'd probably have to hear it. Maybe it's just one of those songs we did. Hold on. I can pull it up. Okay. Um, oh, here's here 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 here. Mm-hmm. The girls gone wild infomercial that played late at night. I will never forget that. <laughs> but that guy ended up being like a scumbag. Wait, 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 wait! That guy ended up being you had he was a scumbag from the jump. Like the fact that he just existed made him a scumbag. That he did girls gone wild. Um. Um. Yes, yeah, scumbag. <laughs> Yeah, but I think, yeah. It completely exploit Like, there's been, like, long- And now there's OnlyFans, so. Well, that's, like, he was exploiting people. OnlyFans, you get to decide yourself. I guess. Independent. He was, like, there's been, like, Law & Order SVU episodes based off that loser. Yep. Yes. You know this one. Mm-hmm. All right, what else we got? The History Channel shows that sprung up just because of the popularity of the Da Vinci Code. 
you read that? I read that. Uh, yeah, I read that too. Yeah, I love that one. I don't think I've watched the movie though. Uh, I think so. I think I have. Yep. Um, stuff about borders. I just remember it was a bookstore taking yeah. selfies with a flip phone. I don't remember that. I don't think I did that. I don't know. That. I had a BlackBerry. You did. You loved your BlackBerry. I did. I still. I would. I would take it back. I love that little rolly thing. Um. Oh. 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 Here's a good one. Oh, I didn't realize there was this many. Encarta CD-ROMs. CD-ROMs. Um. I don't know that. You're, I'm going to say this. I bet you don't know what this is, though. A bump it. What do you think that is? Didn't Charlie have a bump it? <laughs> Wait, what do you think it is? I thought it was when you slapped something. <laughs> That's something for your hair. Oh, it's when you put a bump it. It's for a bump in your hair, right? That's a bump it. Yeah. <laughs> she had Same. a bump it. Yeah, the bump it was a thing. Yeah. And you'd make this top of your hair, like, yeah. tall. I did not have one of those. <laughs> um... Philadelphia cheesecake snack bars. I don't remember that. Don't that, I mean it doesn't sound bad. Blockbusters no more late fees campaign, which was their last ditch effort to compete with Netflix. Yeah, we didn't have a blockbuster. We had a movie warehouse. Portable DVD players. Mm, yeah. I mean, I remember them. We, I will say, our claim to fame, like the one parenting thing we did not give in on. We never had a portable DVD player. Our kids have never had DVD players in the car. Maybe that's because we're good parents. Maybe it's because we're trash. Who's to say? Who's to say? Multi-disc multi CD player boom boxes. Mm-hmm. Where you at? Um, soda logos that look like this on vending machines. Oh. The iPod dog that everybody wanted. I don't remember the iPod dog. No. Um, MTV's Rich Girls. No. That. MTV's Date My Mom. No. We are so past this. And finally, number 37, the super annoying head-on commercial. I don't know what that is. I think I can play it. It's probably going to come up. Head-on. Apply directly to the forehead. Head-on. Apply directly to the forehead. Remember that? Head-on. No. Apply directly to the forehead. Head-on. <laughs> the 2000s. That's a weird. I mean, that's hard because if you go back to that. That what if thing, like we're in college. We're, it's a weird time in life. Yeah. We're just searching. You're really trying to figure out if you're like what age you are. Who's to say if we even would have known each other? You just have picked me up at the plaza one night. <laughs> Listen, I'm, but you got to think the, the dynamics of our friend group would be different if one of us was missing. That's true. I, it's yeah. It's so weird. It's like, like so like, like how it's you're like the connect- Back to the Future. Like if one of us goes, like everybody's going like, to yeah. erase from the thing. Because you told a story. This is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we've talked about it on here, but the night that you proposed to me, mm-hmm. um, you had randomly you had not talked to Matt or Seth in probably a year. A year, and you ran into them that night. I ran into Stokes that night. Yeah. Stokes that night told him that we were going to get engaged. But Matt and I had stayed in contact through basketball some because he was. Um, he left. He, he had was, left, but he was coming back and was at yeah. Moorhead. Mm-hmm. And I would see him in the gym and stuff. But, um, yeah, like what if, and that kind of, I think that you telling him that kind of pulled the group Well, I, I don't know, that, like that we wouldn't have eventually anyway. 
yeah, I'm not saying that. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, Matt and I end up working together, and mm-hmm. we're, Seth damn near flunked out of school. Did he? Mm-hmm. Should you be telling that here? That's your story I mean, to tell. He obviously didn't. He did not. Listen, you know Jerry would have beat his ass, and I was I would have loved to seen that. <laughs> you just stopped going, so let's just talk about that. And nobody cared. I did. I cared. I want you to know that I cared. There's so many times I should have been in class, and you're like, eh. I don't even know what that's like. Let's just go hang out. I'm like, all right. Who said let's go hang out? You did. Me? Mm-hmm. Did not. It sounds you skipped, like you. You skipped class because of me? Mm-hmm. That's a lie. Did we ever have class together in college? We did not. No. I don't remember anything. <laughs> like that. Like, I remember you had a class in Ginger Hall near around the time that I had a class. Or I could see you coming out of Ginger at some point. Which one was Ginger? Ginger was the education building. I don't remember. You had a foundations class. Yes. Yes, I remember it like out front there. Yeah. Then I had a art class. I had art. I was the only person that would participate. This guy came and did this like um, art, performance art. And like nobody would participate painting with him. And you know me, like secondhand embarrassment. I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry for you. So I was like, I'll help. And so like I got up and painted with And you had to get nude him. and then he painted no. you. <laughs> no. I, I just stood in front of the room and I like painted with him and like, like you paint with the music or something. And like after that, he kept like sending me like roomy poems and stuff. He's like, do you have a favorite poet? I was like, Emily Dickinson. I don't know. Uh, Tupac. He, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Last thing. Okay. Would you ever. Oh God. Pose nude so somebody could draw you or go somewhere where you would draw somebody nude. I would never pose nude. Wait, how much money am I getting for it? It's just, this is for educational purposes. Um, Completely remote area. I'd have to know nobody at all. You do it though? Yeah, for that. All right, like, guys, come over next week. <laughs> Art class. Completely remote area. Um. I would draw some. I mean, that wouldn't be that bad. Yeah. Would you? You would laugh the entire time. You would draw somebody naked. Yes, and you would do I like upset. Yes, you would. I'd draw a stick figure because <laughs> I can't draw. I realize I am not creative at all. Yes, you are. No, not in like your you don't general creative. We have different. Like things. I'm, I'm, I'm good on the fly, but if I had to sit down and, and like, say, I wanted to be a stand-up comic. There's no fucking way I could come up with 10 minutes of material that would be funny. I think you'd have to have the discipline to sit down and write first. Yeah. And I'll, like, I'd have to get a book on how to write a joke. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it looks so easy, but it's not. I don't think I don't think there's a way to learn how to write a joke. I think that's an instinct. I don't know. See? pretty funny. I could be a stand Okay, we're doing another live podcast in November. Yeah. I think this is our real audition to open for Bert. Yeah. At least that's how we're going to push it. Okay. We're going to invite him to it. Sure. So. You got to work on your material? Is that what you're telling me? How did you honestly think our first live podcast went? I think it went well. I think it was it was a weird dynamic of like, you guys are in there, you obviously wanting to talk about bourbon, David knowing more about the beer side of it. 
and you just being your normal obscene self. I was. Yeah. So carry on. But that's who, how, like, people have told us that they just like to listen to us talk. Not so much our expertise on either topic. Right. But they like that band because, I, I mean. You guys are super different. Very different. Yeah. But it works. I think it has to. Like, I, I love that motherfucker. I don't think it's enjoyable to hear. Can you look up to somebody younger than you? Yeah. Because I look up to him. Yeah. Don't tell him that. You're saying it live on the podcast. He probably doesn't listen. He doesn't know. Damn you, David. I listen to your girl's podcast. No, you don't. I listen to the live stuff. Every now and then I, I pilfer through. But I hear it yeah. in my basement. Yeah. Um, sad week. I don't know if you even knew that Charlie Watts, the drummer of Rolling Stones, died. I didn't know that. Mm-mm. I think Mick Jagger just had a baby, too. What? Saying stuff now. I promise you. We listened you. to. There was a song that came on uh, ninety two point one. It was Angie. And I told. I said, Charlie, guess who this is? She was like, Tom Petty. And I was like, Charlie, no. But to be fair, I don't. I don't know a ton. Like, I'm not. A are you? Are you not a giant Rolling Stones fan? Like, I appreciate them. In the sense that they have, like, they have some songs that I'll listen to for sure, you know. Um, oh my god! But Mick Jagger has eight kids. Really? Just throw out some obscene age difference. He has a from th- his oldest to his youngest, three-year-old, and he has a forty-two-year-old. He has a four-year-old. Okay, I was close. And a fifty-year-old. He has grandkids older than his youngest kid. His grandkids older than him. Whoa. <laughs> That's weird. Uh, what's your, so do you have a favorite song? Um, what's the, I see the red door and I want to paint it black song. What is that? Paint it black. <laughs> I hate my brain. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think that's my favorite. If you got this far, give us a like, a share, a review. Tell Abby she's pretty. <laughs> and praise Jeebus that we met. Oh. So, until next week, I'm going to go with my favorite Rolling Stone song. Okay. Oh, this is a good one, too. It's a good one. Yeah. This okay. is Gimme Shelter by the Rolling Stones. I think this is from Apocalypse Now. No, it's from The Departed opening scene of The Departed. You like that movie. My favorite movie of all time. Yep. What's your favorite? Like when people ask you your favorites. Favorite movie of all time. Can't do it. I can commit. I can watch The Departed back to back to back to back to back. Enjoy it. Cannot commit to a favorite movie. Emily says, do you have do you have information on Costello's whereabouts? He says, maybe. Maybe Maybe not. not. Maybe fuck yourself. Oh my God. You said it. I love you. I love you. Bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.